As someone who's been through the ups and downs of a weight loss journey, I understand the frustrations. Counting calories while pushing through workouts, it's exhausting. That's why if I had the opportunity to try Row Body, I'd be all in. Why? Because Row Body offers access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market alongside personalized lifestyle changes. And as I'm quite a homebody, I love how you can sign up online. So no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's R-O dot C-O slash snoozecast. on snoozecast.com, like our Facebook page, and follow us on Spotify and Instagram. We'd like to thank our listeners. If you enjoy our show, please write us a review on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen. Also, share it with a friend. This episode is supported by Fuzzy Blankets. Tonight, By listener request, we'll be reading the second part to The Princess and the Goblin, a children's fantasy novel published in 1872, one of the most successful and beloved of Victorian fairy tales. George MacDonald's The Princess and the Goblin tells the story of young Princess Irene and her friend Curdie who must outwit the threatening goblins who live in caves beneath her mountain home. When we left off, the little princess found herself lost in a labyrinth of halls and rooms. She then is introduced to a beautiful, kind, and strange old woman sitting at a yarn spinning wheel. Get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. While the princess stared bewildered, with her head just inside the door, the old lady lifted hers and said, 
in a sweet but old and rather shaky voice, which mingled very pleasantly with the continued hum of her wheel. Come in, my dear, come in. I am glad to see you. That the princess was a real princess, you might see now quite plainly, for she didn't hang on the handle of the door and stare without moving, as I have known some do, who ought to have been princesses, but were only rather vulgar little girls. She did as she was told, stepped inside the door at once, and shut it gently behind her. Come to me, my dear, said the old lady. And again, the princess did as she was told. She approached the old lady, rather slowly, I confess, but did not stop until she stood by her side and looked up in her face with her blue eyes and the two melted stars in them. Why, what have you been doing with your eyes, child? asked the old lady. Crying, answered the princess. Why, child? Because I couldn't find my way down again. But you could find your way up. Not at first, not for a long time. But your face is streaked like the back of a zebra. Hadn't you a handkerchief to wipe your eyes with? No. Then why didn't you come to me to wipe them for you? Please, I didn't know you were here. I will next time. Well, there's a good child, said the old lady. Then she stopped her wheel and rose, and, going out of the room, returned with a little silver basin and a soft white towel with which she washed and wiped the bright little face. And the princess thought her hands were so smooth and nice. When she carried away the basin and towel, the little princess wondered to see how straight and tall she was, for, although she was old, she didn't stoop a bit. She was dressed in black velvet with thick, white, heavy-looking lace about it, and on the black dress her hair shone like silver. There was hardly any more furniture in the room than there might have been in that of the poorest old woman who made her bread by her spinning. There was no carpet.